0: Welcome to the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast with me, Jatia Jones. Join us weekly for everything clarity. The truth is, once you have clarity, you will have the confidence and courage to succeed in life and business. If you're new to the podcast, you should know my goal is to help you gain the clarity needed to transform your visions, goals, or dreams into reality. For my og listeners you all know that the podcast was birthed from the evolution of mocha monday's tip of the week so when we moved to the podcast i couldn't just leave you without your mocha therefore at the beginning of each episode i give you your drop of mocha and you are to implement it throughout the week to help inch you closer and closer to clarity this week's drop of mocha is walk in the now what do i mean by that don't skip steps Yes, I know some opportunities seem good and they seem like they'll propel you faster and closer to your goal, but walk in the now. Take the baby steps from A to B and then from B to C. It may seem like the quicker road to skip steps, but it truly is the fastest way to take the baby steps so you don't have to circle back around and do it all over again. Now to this week's guest. Yadira is a doula of good ideas for good doers or those that span social mission she assists them in bringing their gifts to life and figuring out the best way to communicate it to their intended audiences she loves to share her creative process which merges her multiple passions of strategy creativity and problem solving she's passionate about building meaningful relationships between brands and people and has extensive expertise reaching the u.s hispanic and urban markets yadira is the author of the four day creative brief and an effective communicator with an affinity for training developing talent and passionate about diversity minds and places she's a native of the dominican republic and she's most proud of raising her three children Josea, joshua and eden alongside her husband elvin hello ma'am how are you i'm doing great how are you i am good i'm excited about today's conversation um But before I jump in, because I'm so excited, let tell the people who you are and what you
1: do. They've already gotten your bio, but I always like for them to hear it straight from the person. Sure thing. My name is Yadira Santana Dowling, and I am the founder of Inspira Communications. I am a published author, a marketing uh, and advertising veteran of 20 years. And what I do now is I help uh, do-gooders, people that are out to change the world, on building those social mission brands. Um, how do we put those brands out there? What is the best messaging that would get people to care and take notice? Uh, and I am a DNI specialist as well, you know. So I help folks that may have a brand and want to include diversity, equity, and inclusive messages into their communications. Uh, I help them figure out how to do that. I love it. So
0: Before we hit record, guys, (laughs) we're talking about some really good stuff. Um, And so with that, I want to dive into the do-gooder part because um, one of the things that we were discussing is as purpose-driven entrepreneurs, as multi-passionate entrepreneurs, when you're a visionary and you have this download or this idea, and you have to be the person to create the blueprint in order to be the change agent, um, or as I like to say, normally we go from being a black sheep, creating the blueprint, and then all of a sudden we become this trailblazer and eventually an icon in the industry. Um, It's hard to find service providers who actually get it because normally there are people out there to help you brand widgets, as I call it, the t-shirts or the e-commerce stuff, Um, the things that don't really matter. I hate to say it doesn't matter, but there is no underlying real driving substance or world-changing essence to the widget, right? But when you're creating something that you know in your heart is going to have a ripple effect to help make the world a better place, it is so hard to find that service provider. So how did you hone in that you wanted to help (laughs)
1: do-gooders? Great question. And that's actually stemming from my 20-year career in the ad industry, At one point, I thought I was not going back, like I was just going to quit my job and not do advertising anymore, because I didn't feel the fulfillment um, that I needed, that my heart and my mind needed, right? And I saw like, I'm not a brain surgeon, and there are so many world problems that need solving, what am I doing? And then I heard a podcast kind of like this, right, sharing ideas, and somebody said, If you're kind of tired of your job, it may not be the job. It's who you're doing it with. And for me, that was a light bulb moment because I was like, wait a minute. So I I do love developing strategy and I have a gift for it. That's why I've done it successfully for so long. But if I did it and I really cared about the messages I'm spreading and not just selling a luxury good and not just selling one more trip then I would be so into it. And I would just, you know, like when they ask you what, what is it that you're going to do for free if you needed to, like, this is it, right? Like I would help people build ideas and birth businesses that change our world, that solve problems that we're having today, because there is a solution. And I even train, I'm a professor as well. So I train the younger talent to think what we do is not only sell things, we can sell ideas and ideas can change our world and we can use it to improve the things that we see that are wrong, you know? So that's how I honed in into, well, I want to work with do-gooders and I want to make sure that my brain power from now until the day I die (laughs) goes into leaving this world better than what, what I found. Ugh this just
0: gives me all the feels. I love it so, so much. And I love it so much too, because my brain is like, do, do, do. It's because one, you're talking about being the professor and, and creating that pipeline of critical thinkers again, and not just robots, right? Because We went through a phase in education where they call it the factory phase, where they were training people just to work in factories, right? And they took out the critical thinking pieces and everybody was conditioned to stop asking why and stop asking those questions of how and actually thinking outside of the box. And so you being able to be in a position to one, help the older versions of us, as well as the younger versions to do your part into making the world a better place just gives me all the feels. I absolutely love that. And the fact that you do what you do so well and you have your different how you do them, especially my multi-passionates can really relate to that. It's like, I want to do it this way and this way and this way. And your professor, your uh, author, you, you know, you do it in all the different ways. And so it's a holistic approach to your problem solving. And that to me is the way that we really hone in and actually solve a problem and not just pieces of the problem, you know?
1: There's Uh, one thing to add to that mm -hmm. is um, the way that I do my strategy intensives um, in the meetings with my clients, which I've actually, that's part of what I package into my book because it is so different. And because I'm multi-passionate is how I develop this process. I actually bring my creativity to the meeting. I always think if it is to be, it's up to me. I don't want to be in another boring meeting. So I bring Play-Doh, telephone wire, um, different color paper, chalk markers. Like that's the type of meeting and brainstorming session that I am going to build for the audience because I don't want to just sit there looking at people's faces with a white piece of paper.
0: You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So
1: that's also part of me being a multi-passionate and I encourage it. I'm like, if yeah. we all had the same thoughts and the same background, we come up with the same ideas. It is actually beautiful to bring in different experiences, different hobbies to the table. Like mm-hmm. one time I brought into a meeting an analogy based on my sewing, because I'm like, you know what a blind hem is? That's kind of like this underlying thread for this strategy and message. And the client was blown, you know, uh, loved it. it. Oh, and, uh, had I not been a sewer. I would not know that, you know, so mm-hmm. it is about pulling that makes us interesting, pull the different mm-hmm. sides and parts of who you are into how you do what you enjoy doing.
0: Mm-hmm. If it's okay, let me make sure I got this, this quote, right? If it's meant to be it's up to me. That's what you said. If it is to be, if it is to be, it's up to, it's me. Up to me. Yes. I so whatever
1: it. you see, if you're noticing it, the universe is letting you notice it for a reason and you feel like you have to change it, that it's that's on you, tag, you're it. I
0: love it. Oh my goodness. So you're, you're saying all the buzzwords right now. A few weeks ago, I actually sent out a newsletter and it was called tag, <laughs> like that was the headline. That is so funny. And um, because, you know, I'm a multi-passionate too. I've done all the things. So I used to work for Microsoft and during our training and orientation, they had the pipe cleaners on the table. They had the Play-Doh on the table. And I use this example all the time. I was really retaining the information because they know creatives need tactical and, you know, all the different ways of learning, right? I made the best Play-Doh Kermit the Frog ever. I was so proud of myself. And I actually also retained the information that I was like, you know what? I think this is my space. These are my people. This is where I'm meant to be. And it's not just that death by PowerPoint type of training, you know? So I love that you say that. So let's Let's dive into more of your um well before I say that. So I met her during Jordan Gill's Done in a Day um VIP day um training. And so we had a coffee chat and we were talking to get to know each other better. And I was like, oh my goodness, like you're amazing. But with that being said, she has taken her VIP day and now made it an in intensive. And you've kind of heard her mention about that um earlier in the conversation. But can you really tell us more? So like, what is the purpose? What are your clients coming to you for? And how do you really structure your intensive so that they get the best branding so that their ideal client knows that they are the solution? Mm-hmm.
1: So I have it, I have developed a a way of doing branding mm-hmm. that spans over two weeks, really, with the bulk of the work between the client and I happening in one day. Kind of like the you know what we what you and I learned in the VIP day, and the reason I do it that way, um, actually I'm gonna back backtrack a little bit and say, the clients come to me when they need to birth an idea or when it's still nebulous in their minds. They have all of these thoughts about it, but it's still not a business yet, and they want to launch, but they don't know the steps. Like how do I get from this point to my launch point, right? And what I do is sometimes I describe myself as I'm the doula that I'm going to help you birth this baby, right? Okay. And, I, and what I do is uh, we, we do some homework together. Mm-hmm. I want to understand everything that you have thought of so far, anything that you may have created about it so far. And then we meet on that one day and I ask you a bunch of questions because I internalize your idea and how is your gift going to be different when it comes into this world, right? Like what, what are the dreams you have for this baby kind of sort of thing. Right. And then when I get that all, you know, in that one day, that one session uh, between my client and I, and then I go back and I sit with that. I sit with that, those ideas. I sit with the gift and understanding the differences and understanding too, why this needs to be part of our world, you know, how how does it, how do, how can we give it the best chance possible uh, of it impacting the world that we have, right, what it was intended uh, to do, so then once I internalize that, then I, I sit one day, I take one day, and I write, and I write the strategic message, the positioning um, to me is a mixture of art and science and, and spiritual too. Cause it's like, I'm here channeling um, the ideas. I'm channeling my expertise and putting it all together. And it's like, wow, we're just going to be, and you know, the, the end result is going to be a beautiful thing. And a lot of clients, this is, I love this part. When I read the positioning statement, they're all like, Wow. Like, <laughs> you know? And I'm like this is your idea. This is what it looks like when a professional has looked at it and has um crafted the right words with the right sentiment, you know, and put it on paper. Now this is now you have something to go and move forward with, right? Aside from that positioning statement, I do a one strat- strategic statement. What is the one liner that you stand for and what the consumer needs to understand? I am very consumer centric because if the consumer does not understand it, we don't really have a business. Hey, right. Yeah. So after that, I develop your communications pillars. There are typically two to three areas that we need to focus on, that we need to have the consumer understand. And this is where your posts come in, where your website content comes in. Like, what are those important and key things that we need to say? Um, and you know, that, that is the, the branding package that I have. And I call it an intensive because it spans two weeks, right? One day where we'll we're doing that work session together. But after that, I take about another week, um, to write and package it for the client.
0: There's one thing that you said, you said, this is the result, my paraphrasing of when you work with a professional, but I want to kind of challenge you on that. Cause it's not just a professional, but. I'm just gonna say the multi-passionate professional because you honed into so much. It's not just textbook, like you said. It's a it's a combination of the spiritual, the professional, and the gift, right? And it takes a certain type of person to take in, transmute, and put it back out for another person, a do-gooder, to be like, yes, like. Thank you. Somebody gets it and you're able to articulate it in a way that's impactful because a lot of times we know, but we can't articulate, right? And now that leads to a question because you said you work with the person that is ready to birth. They have this idea, right? They're they're growing it inside. What about those individuals or would you be open to working with individuals who've birthed? Mm-hmm. But they need, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an analogy like a night nurse, right? <laughs> to really guide them or maybe come in and say, hey, your processes are X, Y, and Z. We can make this better so that your, your, your process as a parent is a lot easier and smoother. Would you be interested in taking that client that is a do-gooder that's already worked with somebody who didn't quite get it mm-hmm. to help them really get it?
1: My short answer is absolutely. And, and there are many, there are different things that we can do, which what I would say to someone like that is let's sit down and have a conversation first because mm-hmm. you may not need the branding intensive if you've already developed you know, some some of that work, right? But with that conversation, I can assess yeah. how much branding did you really get? Um, do, does it benefit you to go through the process all over again with somebody like me, then yes, we can do that. or that person might just need a you know consulting hour with me or you know, can we meet once a week for an hour so that you and I can chat through these things or through this launch that I'm having and and figure out how it fits into the strategy that has already been developed for my brand, right? you know, so mm-hmm. that's not that's not branding from scratch. That is more uh, strategy support. Um, So I do work uh, with those folks as well. And what I mentioned at the beginning too, like uh, when we are multi-passionate and in the places and spaces and the world that we live in today, sometimes we just want to include, how do I speak about equity or um, inclusion or diversity into my strategic platform that I've already developed? I love that because we are all seeking a more equitable, diverse and inclusive world. I do that too. And I I do develop, you know, strategies for that. I love working with your strategy may have already been developed. Well, here's how this can fit into what you already have going on. Uh, and, and from a consumer's, again, a consumer's perspective on what they really care about. It is not just the black box on Instagram. You know, right. what, what can we do that is authentic to your brand and to your message that lets them know that you truly care? I love that. I want to kind of go back to,
0: I don't even know if it's really called a creative process, but the journey, right? So, most of us go on this journey to figure out our blueprint, right? So, you have your own way of doing branding um, that you've come up with that you know works for you because of the specific type of person that you're targeting. And normally, for, I know a lot of my clients, the journey is a headache. At least I had temper tantrums along the way, but you, you like you say, you birthed this beautiful thing. So I know you were in the industry for, you know, over or decades. What did that journey look like for you in really curating your own proprietary method? The lessons learned, the ups and downs and things of that nature.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I don't... <laughs> When I am asked that question, I don't have an elegant answer because it's not linear. (laughs) And what I'm going to say is I I really am one of those people that follows her heart. And I know it sounds cliche and we've heard it in many different ways and forms, but I check in with myself. If I am not enjoying something, that tells me this is not what I'm supposed to be doing or this is not the way I'm supposed to be doing it. I got to figure out a better, more fun way. So I bring fun, as you've heard earlier in the conversation, I'm gonna bring fun to whatever I do. Um, so part of me developing my own way of doing things was that like, oh, what would be fun for me? How, how can I infuse fun into this thing that I have to do or that I get to do, right? Mm-hmm. And then specifically about my entrepreneurship journey, uh, how it happens for a lot of us women is when we become moms, mm, That there's a switch somewhere. <laughs> That just says the the status quo is not good enough. Mm-hmm. So uh, I birthed my first fourteen years ago, and I this is when I decided I I cannot work full time because now I want to spend my time with this little person. Yeah. Um, so I did take time off to you know have him have his brother. And after I had his brother, no, when the first one was like one, I'm like, eh, I'm not like the full-time stay-at-home mom type of person, like my brain still needs some engagement. So that's when I developed actually in spare Communications and we were living in New York. So I started this business in New York, helping small businesses. And I did that, birthed the second baby. And when the second baby was born is when I started going back into the industry and freelancing. So I was doing both, like my business and freelancing. Um, and then we did a move out of state. Like now we live in Florida and I decided to take a full-time job. The boys were old enough. So that's why I say it wasn't linear. It was up yeah. and down. And I, you know, I had to put my business on the side. I didn't walk away completely, but I'm like, I can't focus on that right now. Mm-hmm. And I, my clients were in New York. So I'm like, this is a you know perfect time for a pause. Uh, and that's what I did. And I did that for six years, had a third child. And again, here come these babies talking about things are not, things need to change. And I, my third child was a daughter and that pushed me to think, what do I want her life, her world to be like, and what do I want her to learn from me? Mm -hmm. And I wanted my children to be proud of the mother that they have to understand that their mom is a badass, you know, and did As much as she wanted to, enjoyed herself and was super happy because to me, that makes me a great and happy mom. Mm -hmm. I'm fulfilled, they get a great and happy mom at the end of the day. And in my full-time work required me to travel a lot. I didn't want their default to be missing me. Mm -hmm. So again, that that exchange and negotiation. Like I cannot be somewhere else full-time. So I'd rather split my time and fulfill my multi passions my children are one of my passions but my strategic work and and engaging my brain is another passion and they're both great you know
0: (laughs) I love that you said all of that I did a previous um podcast episode with Brie Carroll and one of the things that she stated because she's a mom and she's a military wife and so you know they bounce around a lot and she said she had to have a wake-up moment of it doesn't have to be this or that and she started to embrace this and she was like i can be a mom and a millionaire i can be an engineer and a dancer and so to really hone into that the the different facets of your multi-passionate um does fulfill you and i I tell parents all the time and and it's hard because right um, especially mom guilt, they say it's really the hardest, but self-first is not selfish. And when you are fulfilled and your cup is full, you don't give the breadcrumbs, you give a five course meal, right? And so to really take that time to really figure out what that looks like for you and to balance that, I'm so happy another parent came on to be able to really share that so that the others who are juggling and having that tug of war, as I call it, um, internally have examples to see that it is possible and it makes for better lifestyle for the kids and for yourself.
1: Yes, and I, I want to be very specific here um, to share my, this may be an idea for someone. What I did, uh, I did end up resigning my agency job. And my thought was I'm going to freelance part-time. I, I have 20 hours in the week that I'm still willing to do this kind of work. And what happened was that my agency became my first client because they didn't want to let me go completely, right? So I share that because when you think that this has never been done before, or this is impossible, or they'll never say yes, once you've proven how great your work is and your ethic is, they might say yes. And what is the worst that can happen? If they say, no, you go you know, somewhere else that is more fitting, but uh, don't ever discount or discredit everything that you've already done as a woman and as an employee. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I've challenged
0: um, one of my programs to go for the big no um, and ask for things that you expect to get a no from. And I was like, you can start small and then choose this one big one and really go for it. And nine times out of 10, you'll see that you're actually going to get a yes. Um, I participated in this project years ago. With one of my mentors, and it was the scariest thing ever. But it was so invigorating when I got a yes because I had started my nonprofit, and I asked um two planner companies if they would donate one hundred and fifty planners for the youth. One said no, and one said yes. And when I read the email, I was like, Wait, let me read that again. Because I was literally expecting the no. But um, to your point of go for the gusto, because the worst that can happen is a no. But I promise you, you you'll even get some yeses. So I, I love you know.
1: it. I'm gonna go for the big no. Now I gotta think about what is a big no. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you know, for for most of them, I say start small. So like one of the guys in the group with me, he went to Starbucks and he placed his order and he was like, Can I actually have that for free? And they actually say yes. Wow. That was small because he's like, I'm going to pay for it anyway. Starbucks, you know, it's like eight, nine dollars. um, And then the big, bigger ones are like really like thousands of dollar type ask mm-hmm. in exchange for free. And so think about it. You can start with three smalls and then go for that one big. The mm-hmm. three is like sticking your pinky toe in the water. I kind of analogy to getting in the pool in the summer like it's really cold when you stick your pinky toe in and then you're like okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna itch down right i mean all of a sudden you go for the big gust and it's like i'm just gonna go underwater so i can get it over with and regulate my body temperature so yeah
1: nice nice
0: <laughs> i absolutely love it so i don't want to take up your time i want to be respectful of your time i absolutely love 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 everything that you said today from the multi-passionate side to the parent side to the branding side to being able to communicate with clarity to your consumers you know that that really impactful language of who you are what you do and why you're the person for them um so before we tell people how they can find you because I know they're going to be looking for you (laughs) I ask um The same questions to everybody. So no pressure, no right or wrong answer. But I wanted to ask you the same question. So um, number one, what's something you've had or still have to accept about your past, present, and or future to free you to reach the infinite heights in business that your heart desires?
1: So one of the things that I have to accept um, about my past is that I can't change it. It is what it is. Uh, and uh, Oprah once said that that is part of forgiveness. Forgiveness is you telling you not expecting your past to be any different or not hoping or thinking. you know, I don't spend any time thinking how my past should have been different.
0: Mm-hmm. The word I think
1: that, be right. And the way I think about it is, well, these are my challenges. Whatever I'm carrying are my challenges to overcome and grow from so that, again, I can be a better platform and starting point for my children and for the next generation, right, so, um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's one thing that I don't, I love
0: that, I, I, it's hard to accept, but I try to encourage people to really look at it, like, it happened for you, not to you, because, because of the past, this is why
1: you're able to do what, you're called to do you know so I love that absolutely and so, you know some of those things I you know I'm a, I'm an immigrant I was not born here English is not my first language I'm also a 9-11 survivor I couldn't have changed that you know and and do those things have it marked my life yeah absolutely and I I live with it yeah I love that that's
0: why you're so great and
1: special no oh,
0: thanks <laughs> um As cliche as it sounds, what's one thing you have to believe to
1: achieve? That I can do it. Uh, We have to, even when we have been, quote unquote, successful in business and have figured out, you know, how to get clients and all that stuff. There are some days that are still tough and that you start thinking like, oh, my gosh, can I do it today? Or, oh, my gosh, I am so unmotivated and this needs to happen. Can I just sit here and watch TV? Mm -hmm. Um, Or will anybody come to my launch? Will anybody (laughs) attend X, Y, and Z? And I have to tell myself some days, you know what, you can do it and go back and and read through the proof of the times that I've done it before uh, and say, I'm just going to go ahead and do it.
0: Mm -hmm. That is reality. That was
1: my reality this week.
0: I've literally, because the whispers of doubt are so loud. No one hears them but you. And it's like, you've done this before what is this you know feeling you know sometimes we can't label it sometimes it is fear sometimes we don't know what it is for us ladies sometimes it's just hormonal but to remind yourself that you can do it's so so important okay last but not least well almost <laughs> How has embracing all aspects of you, all sides of your multi-passionate ism, I don't even know if that's a real word, but how has it contributed to your success or equipped you to do what you do? And I feel like you've tapped on it a little bit, but yeah.
1: And the way, the how, I would say, it's just giving me so much joy. And when I can get up and be my full self, and just walk into who God created me to be, that's a joyous day. And that is actually contagious. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there people are like, what do, you, what do you do? Like, why are you so happy and calm? And I'm like, <laughs> because I'm just walking and operating into all of the fullness of who I was created to be, right? I'm operating in with my mom hat. I'm operating as an entrepreneur, as a creative, as a wife, and when i'm doing all of these things and i um and i'm enjoying it because i was created for all of these things there's not a there's not a day that is not sunny i love
0: this it is contagious and this is why i have all the feels right now i love it love it love <laughs> it Okay, so before you tell the people how they can find you, are there any shout outs that you would like to give to anyone who's helped you along your journey, or that you might even mastermind with that help you function in your in your gift?
1: Sure. Um, so a, a couple of communities that have been instrumental uh, to me is the uh, Rachel Rogers. Uh, Hello seven community it has been very helpful and uh, where you and I uh, met in Jordan Jill's um, VIP days, another great community that have helped me grow and helped me strategize into what I wanted to do for my own business. So definitely kudos to both of those uh, women that are trailblazing for the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Love both of them. Absolutely do.
0: Okay, so now finally, last but not least, let the people know how they can find
1: you and possibly work with you. Sure, so I am most active on Instagram and uh, you can find me uh, at Inspira Communications. Uh, That is my handle. And I am also active on LinkedIn and you can find me by my name, Yadira Santana Dowling. And we will place all of that
0: in the show notes to make it easy for them to find. Thank you again for your time, your talents. I so thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I know they will too, because like I said before, it's so hard. One, just being a multi-passionate and figuring out and accepting that that's a superhero power. And then two, that journey of figuring out what your gift really is, how to implement it and finding service providers that get it, that help you along that journey. So thank you, thank you, and thank you.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. This has been a fun conversation. You're awesome.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Leave a review, comment on social media. Let us know what you think. What were your aha aha moments? Last but not least, have you started planning for 2023? If not, it's not too late. Download your Plan to Win Clarity Workbook today. Links in the show notes. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Company and Courageous Clarity Podcast. I hope you'll come back next week and join us for some more. And I'll see you back here, same time, same place next week.